Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Back for episode 81 here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, Big win for the Buccaneers. We have to recap here. Uh, They go to Kansas City, go into Arrowhead Stadium where the Chiefs had won 10 in a row. And they come out with a 1917 victory. Uh, Your Buccaneers are now 5-5 on the season and and 4-1 on the road. Uh, Certainly an unlikely win, an improbable win, uh, but certainly a win they deserved. Uh, There's a lot of different ways to carve this thing up. Uh, We're doing kind of like we did when we first started the podcast. We've got an overnight podcast recording here. I've got a 7 a.m. flight uh, back to Atlanta by way of Charlotte. Uh, So trying to knock this out uh, before I wrap things up for the night here. So uh, for those of you that are locking on earlier than usual, uh, happy to have the podcast for you for your uh, commute to work or your breakfast, or however else you're uh, taking in the podcast today. So 1917, the Bucks win. Lots of things to get to as we look on this. Uh, I want to start with uh, two big plays down the stretch. Obviously, uh, close game, and we kind of knew going into this that this is a game where uh, it could be very tight. The Chiefs win a lot of their games very close, uh, so it would come down to uh, whether or not the team can make a play late that teams don't often make against the Chiefs. And Chris Conte did that. Um, Alex Smith is not an overwhelming quarterback for the Chiefs, but he had, uh, midway through the fourth quarter on Sunday, a total of three interceptions in 289 passes. Uh, That puts his interception percentage at 1.03%. Literally, uh, it's like one for every 95 passes. Uh, Just very hard to pick him off. And uh, Chris Conte came up with a huge interception. Um, you know, Buccaneers had held them to, you know, for the most part, had held them in check. Uh, were leading 12-10. And, and then the Chiefs get uh, this big 44-yard pass down the right sideline. Uh, they managed to get Travis Kelsey matched up on Vernon Hargraves, and, and he beat him down the right sideline to the 10-yard line. They get to the 6-yard line. It's second and goal. And... Uh, Chris Conte does not bite on a play fake. It was funny. Andy Reid literally said, uh, 23 didn't bite on it. And they said, uh, you know, something he usually does there, but he didn't, and it was a lousy call. It looked like Gerald McCoy got a hand on the pass. If you watch it on the replays, uh, the like the, the rotation of the ball changes as it crosses the line of scrimmage to where Conte even had to kind of adjust for it. It might have been an easier pick uh, had it come straight at it, but right there made the pick and then had the... Uh, you know, a lot of people just take a knee there. Conte being Conte, takes it out of the end zone, runs up the far sideline, uh, and goes all the way up to the 48-yard line. So not only do you eliminate points that would have been there. I mean, if you're on the 6-yard line, those are pretty much guaranteed points. Uh, so either a go-ahead field goal that makes it 13-12 for the Chiefs, or, or worse still, uh, a touchdown where it's 17-12 in the fourth quarter. And they have all the momentum in the world. And you haven't scored a touchdown the whole game. Uh, so they get it back, give it back to the Bucks offense at the uh, Bucks 48. And, and again, uh, the offense stepped up in a big way. 
got down to the goal line, and uh, unlikely hero in rookie tight end Allen Cross had one catch in his NFL career coming into today. Uh, they line him up as a fullback, and he kind of just sprints out to the right, gets past the defensive end, is wide open, and gets a three-yard touchdown for his first NFL touchdown. Uh, and that gives the Bucks at that point a 19-10 lead. Uh, the Chiefs would get a touchdown to cut it to 19-17, uh, but the Bucks were able to make enough conversions there uh, to make the Chiefs burn their timeouts before the two-minute warning. Got a big conversion on a third and three with a pass to uh, with a pass to Mike Evans, um, to where they got the ball back and you know got the ball back with about eight seconds left. Had time for two plays. Kind of had one uh, Stanford band type lateral play uh, that actually, as it turns out. Uh, they did about three laterals and then fumbled, and Gerald McCoy fell on the ball, um, which is crazy because it was literally the only stat that Gerald McCoy logged in the game. Had no tackles in the game. Um, again, looked like he had a deflection on that Conte pick. I want to make that clear. But uh, landed on the ball, and that actually turned the turnover margin toward the Bucks. It made the Chiefs have two turnovers. The Bucks only had one. So we had talked about how uh, if you can beat the Chiefs in turnover margin, it happens very rarely. Uh, but they were 6-12 and 12 under Andy Reid when they had a negative turnover margin. Uh, again, that, that's not often in his four years. But uh, as a result, the Bucks did that, and they won. Uh, so huge win. Bucks find themselves at 5-5. Uh, five and five. We'll kind of dissect this a little bit more. Uh, but at 5-5 five and five with six games to go, they're now a game back of Atlanta for the NFC South lead with five games to go. Uh, Atlanta does have arguably an easier path in the end of the season was looking at their uh, remaining opponents here and uh, you know the Bucks have two tough games now uh, their home game actually the two the two tough games are both at home which helps them but they have the Seahawks and Cowboys who are both division leaders Seahawks 7-2-1 and one, Cowboys 9-1 and one. but their other four games are against teams that are 4-6 and six. Uh, Chargers, Saints, Saints and Panthers all 4-6 and six. Uh, Falcons do have it much easier. They have uh, Cardinals, Chiefs, Rams, Niners, Panthers, and Saints. Uh, so you get you know having the Niners in there at one and nine is what makes them easier there. But again, uh, Niners gave the Patriots a run today, so I don't want to count them out. So as we look at things here, uh, your NFC wildcard picture. And again, after ten games for everybody, all the buys are done now, so you can start looking at the wildcard seriously. Uh, your two NFC wild cards right now would be the Giants at seven and three, and the Redskins at six three and one. And then on the outside looking in right now, again six three and one gets you in the playoffs right now, uh, game and a half ahead of the Bucks. Um, and then the Vikings are six and four. The Bucks are five and five. The Eagles are five and five. The Cardinals are four five and one, and four teams are four and six right now, still alive <coughs> in the NFC wild card there. So again, uh, as you try and figure things out, you know uh, nine and seven does does four and two down the stretch get you in? Uh, it's hard to say right now. Um, Buccaneers are four and two in their last six. However, um, lead the NFL in takeaways over the last six games. They have thirteen takeaways in their last six games. Again, that leads the NFL. That's one more than the Broncos and the Chiefs. Uh, we talked about Chris Conte's interception. We talked about Alan Cross's touchdown. I want to talk about Jameis Winston on third down tonight. Uh, about as good as you can be as an NFL quarterback. Winston on third down tonight passed 12 of 14, 12 completions in 14 attempts, 
12 of 14 for 133 and a touchdown with 11 conversions, 10 passing, one rushing, uh, and those 11 conversions to six different players. Um, just, just amazing. I mean, if you look at what he did uh, to move the chains, um, 13-yard pass to Humphrey. Humphreys, 10-yard pass to Bray, 19-yard pass to Shepard, 8-yard pass to Bray, 10-yard pass to Shorts, 18-yard pass to Humphreys, 16-yard pass to Shepard, 11-yard pass to Shorts, the touchdown to Alan Cross, and a 14-yard, finally, got Mike Evans involved there in third down, and a 14-yard conversion on third and three there near the two-minute warning. That was just huge. That, that took that from them having uh, a timeout and two minutes left to having 22 seconds left. And then, honestly, it's funny. Like, the, the Bucks only punted uh, twice today. Uh, and I, th- I was impressed. Brian Anger kind of had a big, high punt. And, uh, you know, it would have been one thing if it went to the end zone where it didn't take any time off. But the Chiefs burned 14 seconds on the punt return. So between your hang time and your return, clock went from 22 seconds left to 8 seconds left. They got out of bounds for one play. They have another shot with 3 seconds left. Uh, it was kind of cool. I think having learned their lesson from that Hail Mary at the end of the first half in the Bears game, uh, Bucks put uh, Mike Evans deep at safety, which was cool, on that final play there. But again, just amazing play by Jameis Winston on third down. 12 of 14 for 133. The touchdown to Allen Cross. Uh, Winston's final numbers, 331 yards and a touchdown. 331 is his third highest ever. He has back-to-back 300-yard games for the first time in his career really kind of showed off their receiver depth. You know, they had been dinged up at receiver for a while there. But today, at receiver, Evans goes 6 for 105. Shorts goes 5 for 62. Hump goes 4 for 47. Shepard goes 3 for 54. All four of those uh, showing up in a big way. That adds up to, uh, I don't know, nearly 300 yards there. Uh, Doug Martin also had 42 yards. So just a, a big, big win. I mean, if you think about what you had to do uh, Chiefs, as we had mentioned, 17-2 and two over their last 19 games, had won 10 straight uh, in that building, uh, so more than a year. goes back to October of 15, more than a year since they lost on their home field. Um, and the Bucks went in and did it. And now, it's, I don't think we mentioned this last week, but now when you have a win like this, when you go to Arrowhead and win, um, it's, it's hard to rule out any win on the, on the schedule. I mean... Uh, Having Seattle at home, having Dallas on the road, those are two amazingly tough games. Um, I would think Dallas is, is much tougher, as good as they're playing right now. Uh, beating the Cowboys in Dallas would be very hard. And, and again, beating Seattle even in Tampa would not be easy. But I don't think it's harder than what they just did in beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead. It's just not an easy thing to do. Um, defensively, um, not a lot of pressure at the line of scrimmage. Bucks had no sacks. Bucks had, uh, I think it's two total tackles for loss. Yeah, two total tackles for loss on the game. McDougal had one. Will Golston had one. Uh, and just the one turnover on defense in the course of the game with the Conte interception. Can't say enough about that one. Um, the other thing to mention today is that Roberto Aguayo was perfect from the field. Four of four on field goals. Uh, hit his extra point on the touchdown. And to talk to Aguayo uh, was kind of neat in that he he recognized if he misses any of those four, three of four, not a bad day in the NFL and field goals, but if he misses any of those, uh, it's a 17-16 score at the end of the game. It's a much different game at the end. So didn't kick a game winner, 
but but hit four field goals early on when all they could do was get points uh, by field goal. Could not get it done in the red zone. The red zone numbers were, were bad today. This is something they overcome. Uh, one for five in the red zone. Had drives where they got to the 17, the 14, uh, 17 to 12, the 4, and the 23, and had uh, just uh, just nine points to show from those four drives, including a, a fumble by Jameis Winston early on. So uh, it's funny in that, I mean, they, they won this game, and they absolutely deserved to win this game in 1917. They, they could have won by a lot bigger margin. If, they, if they're even converting half their red zone opportunities, it's, it's 27-17, and it's not a close game at the end at all. So Buccaneers find themselves at 5-5. Five and five. This is a lot like last year when they found themselves 6-6 six and six with four games to go. Uh, and obviously last year's team was very different at the end. They went 0-4 to finish the season. So the challenge for the Buccaneers is, is to see what they can do at 5-5 five and five here with this six-game sprint uh, and how many wins they can get out of this. Some of these wins uh, will not be easy to come by, but to see them at 5-5 five and five in a division where 6-4 and four is first place uh, they're going to have, as Tom Jones wrote for tomorrow's paper, they're going to have their name up on that playoff picture screen. When you look at the NFC wild card, uh, they will be there. They're on the outside looking in right now, as we said. But uh, if they can play like they did here, uh, like they did against Chicago last week, this defense has taken such a big step from going back to the start of that homestand, losing to the Raiders, losing to the Falcons, giving up over 1,000 yards and 73 points in two games. Now they have a game where, I mean, against the Bears, they give up 10 points. Uh, and again, seven of those, that fluke Hail Mary. Uh, against the Chiefs, they give up 17 points. But again, uh, seven of those are on a last-minute field goal there, or a last-minute touchdown in the last couple minutes there. So this defense has stepped up. And they've stepped up without uh, Sunday. There wasn't a crazy amount of turnovers. There wasn't a crazy amount of sacks. They just made stops, especially on third down. They made some red zone stops. Um, and this offense did exactly enough to win. I mean, they, they piled up... Uh, it's kind of neat if you look at the drive chart here. I'm fumbling through my playbook as I'm doing the podcast here. But pretty amazing how well the Bucks kept the ball and had sustained drives the entire game. Um, they're... Literally, if you look here... I'm sorry, if you look here, but if you listen to me here, okay? Uh, every single one of their drives until the last drive, and I mean the last drive, like the run out the clock... Got, got it with uh, whatever it was, two minutes left, um, and took it down to eight seconds left. Except for that last drive. Every single drive they had was at least nine plays and at least 52 yards and took at least four minutes off the clock with the exception of the end of the first half, hurry up, get a field goal. Every single possession they had at least nine plays, at least 52 yards, and with one exception, at least four minutes. So just amazing amount of sustained drives. Not a single three and out. Didn't have a punt until they chose to punt at the 36-yard line of the Chiefs. Um, That's in the fourth quarter. So again, didn't get a lot of points because they kept taking field goals, but moved the ball incredibly well. And you do that by converting 11 third downs, as they did. Um... So this will be a fun week. It's a tight week, a real compact week. Uh, With Thanksgiving on Thursday, we don't have quite the same access. Nearly all of our player access this week is on Wednesday. Uh, Monday is the Victory Monday, so we won't see players on Monday. Tuesday's a day off. 
Thursday, they practice early on Thursday morning uh, to celebrate Thanksgiving in the afternoon. So um, we'll get uh, just players coming off the field there. So busy week in terms of compacting things and getting things in during the holiday. Uh, and a difficult week ahead getting ready for Seattle. Uh, as one of the better teams in the NFC right now, if not the NFL. But anyway, that wraps things up here. Uh, sorry to do the overnight thing for you guys, but you get the podcast a little bit earlier. Lots more to talk about for Tuesday's podcast as we wrap up this uh, this road win. Again, the Bucks four and one on the road, one and four at home. Uh, if they can win their home games down the stretch here, this will be a fun podcast. The last uh, six weeks of the season. Anyway, that'll wrap things up. Episode eighty one in the books. Thank you guys for listening uh, from Kansas City, wrapping up a nineteen seventeen Bucks win at Arrowhead Stadium. This is the Locked on Bucks podcast. Thank you guys for listening for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. We'll be back on Tuesday with much more. Thanks again for listening. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.